for Brad and Court Talk, provided by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome to the block, neighbors. And it's a mighty nice block of happy, friendly people and great things to see and be bludgeoned to death by. Yeah, just don't go into the woods at night and don't give your scissors to Diane. Okay, we already know this. Don't go outside at night into the strange forest. The out of doors is bad, people. Just saying. Yeah, because there's stuff and things in the woods. Don't don't go wandering. Never cut through the forest. Regardless, it's never good. It's not going to end up well. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Channel Zero, Butcher's Block, the third installment of Sci-Fi's Creepy Pasta Anthology. I'm excited. How about you? Oh, I am so excited. Um, as you guys know, we covered No In-House, and we also talked a bit about the first season of Channel Zero. And, like, we completely fell in love with No In-House. And Brad has been so pumped for this installment. Like, he's like, all right, we're going to cover this, okay? We're going to cover this. And he was telling me little things about the extra creepy Pesa stories, but not spoilery stuff. Like, I can go find it if I want to. Right. But, like, he's been so pumped, you guys. It's just, it's insane. And now we're here, so yay! Yeah, it's a combination of a few different ones that I really like. So uh-huh. there's I, honestly just go out and look for the stairs in the woods uh, stories that actually showed up on Reddit at one point in time. And there's been a couple revamps that are done. Uh, I think Mister Creepy Pasta on uh, no Corpse's Husband on um, YouTube has a really good one. It's like two hours long. It's the uh, rescue person's. Uh, you just go look it up. I mean, it's really good. I actually did post it on our Facebook group at one point. Mm-hmm. So there's that that ties in, and there's actually a creepy pacey out there called the Butcher. I not I'm not really sure where things are tying together on this because like our other two, they're out there. They're kind of based as the ideas, and it branches out so much farther from that. So ooh, I am looking forward to this, and this should be really creepy if nothing else. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that part of it. Um, so this season was written uh, by showrunner Nick Antosca, and it was directed by Arkasha Stevenson. I always love it when we get the same director, because uh, I love I love it when we get different directors to step in, and we get to see different versions and just different talents ex- displayed and everything. But the, the way that this is kind of a bottle season, it'll be cool to just get that, that same touch mm-hmm. throughout the season. Right. Oh, I agree with you so much. I uh, just want to remind everybody to go check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. In court, how can good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. Pure Fandom is also on Facebook, and we have a couple of different things on Facebook. We have our Van Helsing uh, Facebook group. If for whatever reason you miss Sci-Fi's amazing vampire show, you can catch the, catch the first two seasons on Netflix. If you're international, they should have all three seasons on there for you. Uh, if you're in the U.S., you should be able to find the third season on demand i guess for sci-fi or on their website yep and we also have our regular facebook group brad and court talk where we just talk about any and everything if you know us at all like we can ramble for hours right. so definitely <laughs> that's true 
Very true. Yeah, but there are other people on the the Facebook group, and they talk about different things too. So we chime in with that. It's a nice little group. I and, enjoy it. And if you're new to this, we're also covering the magicians. So go check that. Yes, out. yes, we're covering them. You would usually cover most of the sci-fi stuff, like um, Twelve Monkeys and Winona Earp, and we already said Van Helsing. Yep. So if it's sci-fi, you can more than not expect for us to cover it. Uh, next up is Krypton. So there we go. Yes, yes. That is on our list. Yes, All it right. is. So, what was this episode about? Uh, this episode, now, I'm, I'm going to be saying season three, but again, it's its own standalone season. So, uh, season three, episode one, Insidious Onset. Uh, the Woods sisters, they move into a new neighborhood, and there are a lot of strange goings-ons and disappearances and strange neighbors. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and an interesting story of the uh, peach factory and they don't have peaches at the peach factory no they do not it's called peaches meats yes unexpected and uh the one we're at at the beginning as our our lead heroine on his show alice she's getting the lowdown of the town from her co-worker nathan who you know Uh just started out there he's kind of telling her the story about the tags that you see around with the screaming people Yes, he gives us the urban legends of the neighborhood. Right, and as you notice, they're in a couple different places. I think I saw three of them on this episode. So we get the one underneath the bridge that they saw, which we go back in time a little bit to uh, Tanya and one of the... No, not Tanya. Her name was Kara, wasn't it? Yes. That's where I got mixed up on something. But uh, So Kara and her friend there, or her boyfriend, are going to cut through the forest because... Yeah, it's a fast way to get home. Like I That's said, That's always a bad idea. Take the long way. Out of doors, bad. Because you know what? Yeah. If you see a stairway in the middle of the forest, don't go anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to be able to be that, that friend who hangs out with you if you're the kind of person that's going to try to walk up the stairs or be like, oh my God, we need to go back. I'm leaving you. Like, like the friend did, like the boyfriend did. He's like, okay, I'm leaving. Well, Unfortunately, that did not work out well for him. And he uh, he kind of told it the way the search and rescue creepypasta, our story, does it as well. Like the search and rescue, and like on this one, he said the cops know about it, know these stairs mm-hmm. are there, that you don't go anywhere near them, and you shouldn't even look at it. If you see it, just turn around and go the other way, which right. is exactly what you should do. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's stairs in the middle of a forest. It's not really anchored or anything, and there's a door. Oh. It looks weird. Don't be intrigued by this. This is a strange thing. Don't go and investigate. People who investigate end up dying. Also, and when you split up from your people, you may end up dying quicker. Yeah. Also, when you're in the forest and you see something strange in there, don't investigate. Leave. Kara's boyfriend did it on purpose. He, he, was, he was smart, and then he didn't work out so well. Yeah, that may not have happened if Kara had been a good friend and had stayed with him and like they left the forest together. Instead, she goes to say, oh, my God, I think there's a little kid over there. If there's a little kid in the forest and you haven't heard an Amber Alert, um, you go find the kid's parent. I'm sorry. I'm going to be that 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 person. It's creepy. It's, this is after you've seen the stairs in the woods. If you haven't seen anything weird or creepy in the woods, then maybe go find the kid and take them to their parent. Otherwise, uh-uh. nah. Nope. Now, if the kid is not just rusting around in the underbrush and you can actually see a little lost kid and they're crying, but you can see them, okay, go get them too. But if they're lurking and all you see is rustling and like they're running away from you, 
don't go chase them. Right. It's a bad idea. But another thing is, you know, when you see these little short people in ropes, <laughs> one thing that I need to tell you to do first, and if you oh. haven't ever done it, watch Phantasm. This uh-huh. is why you yeah. run away. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is the first thing I thought of was nothing good is going to come out of this. Not at all. And no, sure not. You, uh, uh, yeah, it just didn't work so good. And the little midget people in Phantasm, they will, they will take you out. Yeah, little... and they have what? What was that? A mallet? A meat tenderizer? What no, did he yeah, have? That was a mallet. It was you know he had tenderized meat. Had to put him out the misery, and he did a good job oh. of that. And that poor guy, he technically wasn't guilty of anything except walking in the woods with his friend. Oh, well, he was food. That's all he was. That's what he gets. True. And then I'm kind of hoping whoever actually bought meat from that factory didn't eat anything because now I'm I'm wondering yeah. where the meat came from. <laughs> Well, it was places and things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben's Ben's no longer with us. He's gone. Um, yeah. So, sorry, Ben. You died a sucker. That's. <laughs> you should. He, he tried to tell to her. He well, yeah, I know he tried to tell her we don't cut through here, but no, he went with it anyhow. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we find out a little bit more about Alice. Alice has a sister named Zoe who has some issues. A lot of issues, and apparently it runs in the family. Yeah, and but we also find out that her issues are not genetic, like we're kind of wondering, because, you know, what happened to Zoe and happened to her mother, uh, Alice seems to say it's because of, you know, how she lives with the drugs and everything, and she's not going to uh, end up like that because that was an environmental thing for them. Mm-hmm. But we will see. You never know. She may go a little on the crazy side, too. Well, after what's probably about to happen to them, she's going to need to cope. Right. Know, or she's going to wonder if she's losing her mind. Well, honestly, see, another thing that we have losing our mind is that these two show up in town. They don't have anywhere to live. So they get an Airbnb by uh, and live with uh, Luis. Well, no, that was the Craigslist. They oh. got an apartment through Craigslist. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. They had an Airbnb to start with, and then they got the apartment. And Luis, they show up, and they have. First of all, <laughs> we are introduced to uh, Diane slash the Scissor Lady, uh-huh. who asks if they have scissors so she could take her bandages off. Yes, which are gloves. Yeah, she's a, and yeah, she's a little crazy. Which the Luis says the whole thing. You know, that's Diane. Never give her scissors. Ninety nine percent of the time, she's harmless. There's always that one percent at a time. Yeah, but then I was wondering, okay, she's spouting all this crazy crap, but we've already seen the the stairs in the woods. So, yes, she may be a little twisted in the head, but you might want to listen to her because she might know things that you need to know later. Right. So, yeah. Um, Also, in the credits, and we're not really sure where this lies in things yet, but Paula Boudreau, I probably said her name wrong, but that's just me. So Boudreau? Boudreau, that sounds better. This is why I let Courtney answer all the names because I screwed up. <laughs> so she's listed as a scissor woman and she's listed as a character named Nora. My theory is she's one of the peaches. Oh. And that's that's just my theory on this. Well, I guess we'll have to find out later and see how that works out. Yeah, we got that picture later thanks to Louise's murder board. Um, she's awesome, by the way. Yay, murder bird. <laughs> and like I was looking at the picture trying to like 
figure out who's who. Some of the faces look a little familiar, like faces we've seen in the past, like character actors we've seen before. So I'm looking forward to the season progressing further and just seeing those faces pop up and like Mm -hmm. what they may, who they might be. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm really interested in that as well. So uh, looking at the Peach Building, because I was looking at it again the second time we were watching the episode together uh, not too long ago. Um, We were talking about Rucker Hauer before then. Did you realize that was his face? Oh, yeah. I caught it right off the bat. I did not. I was looking. I was focused on the peach meat stuff. No, I, I caught that all the time. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because it was like, yeah, look, it's Rucker Hauer. Um, I did not. The only problem I had with the whole peach thing is I kept having the song by the uh, President of the United States of America uh-huh. in my head. Move it to the. Co- <laughs> they did move to the country. Good. They yeah. they ate a lot of peaches. Uh, well, they may eat a lot of peaches. It's really hard to say. Yeah, peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man. In a factory. Downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Okay. It's it's all there. It's all right there. (laughs) See, this is what I was having issues with. Um, Louise is, she has a hairless cat named Andre. Uh Uh-huh. It's not Mr. Bigglesworth. You know, it could be, but it's not. And she also has a taxidermy business thing going on. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And she talks to her work. So Well, it, sometimes people do that just to talk themselves through a different puzzle. So that kind of makes sense. I was wondering if she may have been related to someone of the people that were was missing. Like maybe she was somehow related to the two people well, her, or one of the two people we saw earlier. Well, her brother was missing. Uh, yeah, I was think, wondering. I, I didn't account for the time difference or like his clothes because that that makes it stupid for her to be related to the guy at the top of the episode. Oh, you mean at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, like she she's too much older, or she might not be. Her mother may have gotten down. Like who knows? Things well, happen. I, well, I think that took place not too long ago, but I do believe we'll have a flashback to show her brother or something like that. I, I can see okay. that happen. But yeah, she also says that you know. Tells Alice that she didn't have kids for a reason. Not my problem. Pay your rent. Get away from me. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So I'm really interested to see how this, she comes out a little bit more. Uh, I, I did like the taxidermy thing, which then actually brought me back to uh, uh, Lost Boys with you know Grandpa and his taxidermy. But uh-huh. I'm just getting pulled all over the place in this play in this show. Really liking it. Really good. We see more uh, graffiti on the walls. So they're going down to Butcher's Block. This is when we first find out that Butcher's Block is the neighborhood mm-hmm. that was around. And I would not block. want to live there. No, it's seen better days and has gone way downhill since the processing plant shut down, which was like 50 years ago. Is that Was that right? I believe so. So I'm wondering if maybe the processing plant, if um, if the peaches were involved with this at all, if maybe they're the reason for the stairs and they kept whatever it was in the woods fed so it didn't prey on the neighborhood. Yeah, that could be it, too. That would make sense. Or maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so Nathan and Alice are going downtown. Nathan's like, never come down here at night. Uh-huh, and good rule. The moment that he said that, I go... Alice is going to go down there at night by herself. Yes. I especially knew she was going to do this when Livy started saying, yeah, I go hide outside in the woods by the tree. Was it, did she say the mother tree, the lady tree? No, she, well, I didn't know either that one. I know she goes out and hides by the tree. So it should have been, I didn't actually catch the mother tree until I saw the tree. So yeah. yeah. 
And then Izzy is also dressed as, you know, she's got the little robe on and all that because she found it in the park. Yeah. And her poor mom is in trouble because of things that are actually happening. Like something bit her, but they don't believe that. They believe the mom is hurting uh, Izzy. Did she get bit by a dog or something? I think she did not get bit by the dog. I believe she got bit by the homunculus children. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what I meant. Like whatever was hiding in the walls. Yeah, the, that big old hole. The humongous child. That's what it was. And yeah. okay, can we talk about that creep factor or the fact that Alice is just leaning back and it licks the wall, which makes my tongue. See, right now everybody's going, oh, I can't do it. It's licking the wall. And there's uh-huh. like little uh-huh. um, like splinters going in his tongue. And Alice like freaks out a little bit because she can kind of feel it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's all sorts of bad juju right there. Like, just this show always brings the creep factor, and I love it. Just one of those moments going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's almost worse than um, something being stuck in an eye. Like, that freaks me out. Too. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It, so, she goes on back, and she's hearing the things in the wall, and Alice starts talking to Izzy and asks her all about, you know, where she got the stuff. We got the robe, and then she gets fascinated on this hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And right before this, Izzy says, don't let anything happen to her mom. Yeah. Which doesn't turn out so well, because once Nathan comes in, they both get locked in the door, and there's a scream outside, and yeah, when they come out, there's a burning cigarette on the couch. Hmm. Where's mom? Yeah. The cops don't really believe Alice's story about them disappearing. And I didn't catch his name, but Deputy Mutton Chops. <laughs> Nathan knows his father, apparently. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, there's a lot looking on here. I'm just kind of I'm wanting to see this flesh out a little bit more with the police officers. Since we're introduced to two of them, I got a feeling we're going to see them a little bit more often. Yeah, especially with the amount of people that go missing. Like, yeah. we have to get that connection in there, especially with what I think might happen with um, Alice's sister, mm-hmm. who who wanders into the woods at night. Hi. Well, yeah, like you do. Well, she did that because, you know, Alice took her back down there. Uh, I was still trying to figure out what's wrong with her. She said she had something like insidious onset. Uh an insidious disease is any disease that comes on slowly and doesn't have obvious symptoms at first. So the person who has it's not aware it's developing. But what is her disease that she has? Is she schizophrenic or is she what? Or some, I think it's something like that. Their mother did something to them. And for whatever reason, Alice wants nothing to do with the woman. And it looks like she's been committed to some kind of mental institution. Right. And from I, what we saw. Yeah. And I, like I think there's something that floats around their family. And like... Zoe was telling her, like, you're afraid of becoming me, like, whatever my problem is. So I think if they have some kind of mental issues happening, mm-hmm. um, like Zoe's been diagnosing it or she's been medicating it by taking whatever drugs she can get her hands on, drinking and right. other narcotics and things like that. But Zoe's also having some serious flashbacks that are uh, yeah. causing some issues. That or is she open? Like she, she seemed to have some kind of connection with Diane. Oh, she could have that too. So is she? Is she maybe a little psychic, and she has some kind of connection, and that's maybe um, why she didn't immediately get killed when she saw the little what do you call it? Homunculus. Homunculus child. 
Yeah, when she saw him um, in the woods by the stairs, because he was coming for her, and whatever that thing was on the stairs, it it like kind of stopped it. Right. Well, but then of course we saw at the end of the episode, and somebody else showed up looking for her. True. Oh, the other is that. Uh, yeah, well, it's Alice's fault because you decided to take Zoe back down with her to Butcher's Blog Post. You know, I won't take my sister and leave her, and they all go searching out for different things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of dogs barking in the background. Well, dogs know different things. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying there's a lot of dogs barking, and Zoe, Zoe's the one that sees the little child running around, and they go, she chases her into the park, in the medallion park, and Alice goes into medallion park and finds a tree with a face. Mm-hmm. And then she also finds Rutger Howard, or Joseph, he makes his appearance, mm-hmm. stating his family owned the park, and he walks there, and, you know, when he walks there, he's in two worlds at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which is something that's going to come up, like alternate reality. He's basically in a, another time. We kind of had this at one point in time with the magicians. They would go to Fillory and time ran differently in the alternate world. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what's going on here because we find out that at the end he would be 130. Yeah. And that's definitely not what he is now. No, he looks. He does not look that age, and like he's a time brand differently. Um, what we're talking about for with the magicians, and there was that one episode where um, Elliot he could be in one place and astral project or have like a, a shell, a mm-hmm. body, right? Like in on the other the other realm or other parallel, whatever. And so, do you think it's something like that, or he just has two existences he's suddenly aware of? I think. I think he has two adjustments. I mean, he's just—he's. I think he can go back and forth. Okay. The the stairwell has a lot to do with it. That's what that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that stairwell creeps me out. Like I don't understand how anybody would want to walk up to it. Like well, Zoe, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, Zoe went up there because well, one, her sister left her in the middle of nowhere. Yes, but then she saw a little whatever in a robe and looking like it was munching on something. I'm not going over there. He was eating a eating a critter and holding a hammer. Yeah, I'm not going over there. What what are you doing? Well, Zoe was looking for Izzy, so But that clearly wasn't Izzy. Well, yeah, when he turned around it clearly wasn't Izzy. It was very weird child thing. Yeah, he he was not the size that um, Izzy would have been. Oh, close to it. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy had on the robe, so Okay, fine. Well, and then, you know, as he turns around, the mask comes off. You see this really creepy child that's not right in so many, many ways. It looked like one of your dolls. Yeah, creepy. A little on the creepy side. And that's not even the worst part because then, you know, the music starts up and weird meat person's at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. Meat's the best but, way to go. But it saved her. It did. And it walked up the stairs, went through the door, the door closed, and the stairs disappeared. <sighs> yeah. And she tried to get out of town. Smart girl. Yeah, she knows enough. She's going to pack everything and leave, regardless of what's inside or outside her head. And that's it. She's done. Gone. She she just broke the final rule. Don't talk to strangers on the bus stop. Uh, Yep. And who does she meet at the bus stop? Oh, Rucker Howard. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Alice is getting the lowdown from Louise about, you know, what's going on in town and how people go missing in Creep, uh, Butcher's Block. And she's got everything tied together to the Peaches' appearance in 1952. And she thinks they are still around and killing people. And she's so, so, so right. She is. She's very smart, that lady. 
And then Alice says that she Alice doesn't say that she saw him though. Which is I don't know. Well, I guess it'd be kind of hard to go. Yeah, I saw him. He didn't look under 30. Yeah, did she know she saw him or a peach? I think she knows she, knows she saw anybody. him. Because, well, she asked who he was. So I saw this guy right here. He didn't look any different than he did in that photo. Ah. Yeah, I, there's a lot going on. I'm looking for a lot more next week. I mean, yeah. Who gave Diane scissors? Do we know? No, she just found her scissors. Oh, okay. And she cut her scissors off and wanted to help remove Zoe's scissors. Oh boy. Yeah. Don't that's that one percent right there. Ninety nine percent of the time she's fine. <laughs> that one percent will get you. Yeah, when you give her scissors. Yeah. Uh side note here, since we covered about everything. Do you have anything else on this one? No. Okay. We I think we hit everything. Well, Here's what. Here's my homework. I want you all to go out and do this because this is really fun and this is not fake. This is actually real stuff. Look up David Politis and the Missing 411. You can go check that out on YouTube. There's some interviews with him. And he talks about people who go missing in national parks and stuff like this. And there's not a registry of missing people that the national parks keep. So mm-hmm. you can't FOIA it and get it, you know. Freedom of Information Act and get yeah. the report because they don't release it. They say they don't carry one uh, or keep a report of missing people. So, yeah, go to David Politis, Missing 411. Look it up on YouTube. Have a listen and scare yourself of going to the outdoors anymore. It's I it's really good, and it, I think it ties in a bit with this too as well, even though that's kind of based on real life. But people who go missing and you can't be found and stuff like this. So check it out. I don't steer you wrong. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you haven't already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out our older podcast of The Magicians, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, 12 Monkeys, Riverdales, other stuff, other shows. <laughs> And there are some awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Definitely. If you have any thoughts or comments about the episode, let us know in the comment section below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. Until next time, remember, the person in the walls is watching you. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.